Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another amazing podcaster joining us here today in the studio, Zach Lee, all the way from Oklahoma. Zach, how are you today? Such a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm good, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. We're going to be discussing a little bit about your podcast that you guys have been releasing consistently for the last 38 weeks called the Help Help My Unbelief podcast. And I think this is so unique because the tagline, listen to this, it says the only Christian podcast designed for the unbeliever. And that's not so common. Normally, we have Christian podcasts who are reaching the believers, encouraging people who are already in the faith. But your podcast is designed to reach people who are the lost, the unbelievers, the people that need to hear the truth of the gospel. And so I think this is so cool to have you on the show today. We're not going to have Larry, the other co-host with us, but you're going to hear in in Phyllis Shoes today. So Zach, if I could just have you share a little bit about your Christian faith and how you came to the Lord, and then we'll go from there a little bit into the podcast. Um, See, that's why I feel like it's kind of like, um, I don't know why God picked me to do this because I've personally always believed as long as I can remember. Um, Although, my belief systems changed a little bit. I grew up Southern Baptist and I remember always having a relationship with God. I always, I always talked to God when I was little, I would even ask him. I mean, I had a very deep, intimate relationship with God. Whenever I was a little kid, I would even ask him for me not to have bad dreams every night. And I remember, um, sometimes like whenever I wouldn't pray and I don't think, I don't, I don't think it was God now that I think about it, but I would forget to pray. Sometimes I had to have bad dreams. And then I'd remember like, I pray again the next night and every night I'd pray, God would never get, I would, he would protect me from these bad dreams. And it was almost his way of proving to me that he was real even back then. And, um, I remember just my relationship developing, um, with God throughout the years in that way. Um, and I even remember, like, I always thought like God and Jesus were like completely separate entities, you know, and that you couldn't pray to Jesus and stuff like that. I don't think my church did like, well, either that or I didn't pay attention. I don't think my church did a good job of describing all that stuff. But now I remember like, I remember talking to God one day and stuff like that. And, and then him telling me that like, that was, that was me, Jesus saying, that was me you were talking to the, this whole time. And I was just like, whoa, I was like, wow, like you can, you know, you, you have a relationship with all three, you know, and I don't know your view on the Trinity and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I remember um, I, I've, to answer your question, I've always believed I, um, I haven't always, I have, haven't always acted like I believe, but I've always believed. That's amazing. And so your parents had that huge impact on you growing up, would you say, just growing up in the church, 
growing up yeah. close to the definitely not my parents definitely not, not my parents uh, my parents probably um showed me what not to do um mm -hmm. by their actions but the fact that the fact that they put me in church they made me go to church like were um, they going to church were you going by yourself to church or they took you to church they just weren't exactly living the truth sometimes exactly. they would go with me sometimes i remember wow. i remember my grandma would be more consistent uh to go with me but no yeah my parents not not always would go with me, but they would make me. It was almost like oh, they, they knew they were not um, living the way that they should. And they wanted me to de be different than what they were, which, you know, I guess um, mission accomplished. But mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think the way they were living their life had anything to do with it. But I, I do thank them for forcing me to go to church. You know, it, it had, a uh, you know, a big part of um, my relationship with God now. So. Mm -hmm. And going from that, making that decision as a, at a young age, you know, knowing a little bit of the truth. And then now you have a podcast to help the unbelievers. What would you say led you guys to start the show? Um, so it was actually, um, I don't know how spiritual you are or any, anything like that, but I'm going to tell you my story, you know, regardless, um, uh, my, how we started the show is very spiritual. Like I said, I'm, I've always had conversations with God and I've always spoke to God and, um, it was, uh, I used to, I used to like produce, I started and produced like secular podcasts, um, back in the day. And they all, they all, they never did anything, never did any good and served a purpose. And I remember talking to my wife back then and saying, I wonder if God had me learn how to do all this stuff just so I could have a Christian podcast someday, because I was still always a believer. I just never, we didn't, we didn't go to church and stuff like that. And then, um, I, I, about, um, two years, two years ago at this point, um, I woke up in the middle of the night. This is how God talks to me. He always wakes me up in the middle of the night. So I knows, know it's him like three or four o'clock in the morning. And I woke up and I heard God say the help my unbelief podcast. And that was it. That was literally it. And I got up from, I, I, I said, okay, the help my unbelief podcast. And I said, I'll remember it. And I heard him say, no, get up and write it down. And I was like, I'll remember. I always fight with God because I just want to go back to sleep. I was like, yeah. I'll remember. And he said, no, get up and write it down. And so I did. I probably still have that notebook somewhere around here, but I got up and I wrote down the Help My Unbelief podcast. I, I never looked at that notebook again. Um, I always remembered it. Um, I always remembered it. it stuck out to me. Um, and then, you know, and then I read that Bible verse. You've, I mean, I'm sure you've heard it too, that um, the Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief, mm -hmm. you know, um, and where that guy was talking to Jesus and he was telling the guy that you have to believe. And he said, I believe to help my unbelief. And he prayed to help his unbelief. It just shows that we pray about everything, you know? And so about, so it, it was a couple of years ago that he gave me that, um, that name. Right. And I remember I was, I was feeling like very pushed. I, I, I used to run a lot around this park. And I remember one day, um, God, uh, God, I've, I have felt this really nasty feeling in my chest and I would always listen to music and stuff in my headphones whenever I was walking around the park. And I heard God tell me one day, he said, he said, take your headphones off and walk one time around the park. I was like, OK, I never heard him say that. And I took off my headphones. And as I'm walking, I before I even hit the first turn of the park, I heard him say the only Christian podcast designed for the unbelievable. And I was like, oh, the Help My Unbelief podcast. And I was like, okay. 
And then I walked the rest of the three quarter turn and my wheels just started turning about this. I was like, you know what? I was like, every single piece of Christian media is designed for a person that already believes mm -hmm. there's nothing out there that's designed to target a person that does not believe in God. And when at first I only had like atheists and agnostics um, in mind that I was going to interview, I knew right away I was going to interview people that um, didn't believe in God. And so I went and I bought a bunch of Christian apologetics books and stuff like that. And I really started to dig into Christian apologetics, read these books and stuff like that. I got halfway through my first book and I said, God, this isn't me. I said, I'm not an apologist. I'm not smart. I'm not um, cunning. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to debate these people. I said, this is not me. And he goes, I heard him say, I, I never asked you to be an apologist. I, I want you to do this your way. And I was like, okay, well, my way is not arguing at all with these people. I want to listen to what they have to say. I want to- Which is what a lot of people need, right? A lot of yeah. people just want to be heard. And so that is a huge yeah. step. Yeah. And so, and then about like episode eight, we had a literal, um, we had someone cancel. And then I had been kind of entertaining the idea of having Satanists on. And, um, and it happened, it, you could tell the Holy Spirit just directed this show because this person canceled last minute. And I'm literally in the room sitting there trying to figure out who I'm going to have on the show and interview. And this guy popped up. His name was Apostle of Lucifer on this um, social platform that I had him on. And I just, I went ahead and messaged him. And he was ready to go right then. And we talked to him. I was so nervous in that interview, man. Like he literally, he, so he, he, um, most Satanists believe that God isn't real. They're atheists. And they really just, um, they worship Satan out of like spite for Christians. It's just really kind of antagonistic of them. Um, but this guy really believed in Lucifer and, and worshiped him. And I was just super uncomfortable. I didn't know if this is what I was supposed to be doing. Um, but turns out the guy had a bunch of church hurt. And I remember thinking, I was like, this is just a normal guy that he's just in pain and he needs someone to listen to him. And, um, the spiritual warfare has been on since then, man, we interview witches, Satanists, and I'm a little more seasoned now. I don't get as uncomfortable before there was times that I would, um, I would cry to my wife and be like, I don't want to do this anymore because to me, I started a podcast and it was all fun and games and, um, this is not fun and games. Mm -hmm. And I like what you said, the war has started and that's no joke. You can't just interview yeah. these types of people and not have anything in the spirit realm that's happening. Right. No, no, <laughs> it's not a joke. It's not a game. You're exactly right. It's not. If you'll, um, if anybody that's listening to this, if you're interested in, um, in that show, I'll give you a piece of information that I haven't said yet, but during that show, um, since we did catch him off guard, um, we always pray. I have a guy in the room that literally anoints the room. Nobody knows he's there. He anoints the room and he's, he's sitting there in prayer the whole time when we're interviewing these people. He's our mm -hmm. spiritual warrior. And um, um, anyway, where I, where was I in this one? Oh, um, during this episode, if you go watch the YouTube video, you'll see me where this um, we caught this guy off guard and we always pray. And he said, I remember him saying, I know um, I know you guys probably invited um, the spirit of God before this. So I'm just going to light some candles here. And he started doing kind of a ritual on air. 
And it, and it was a live show or he was like online. No, it, no. So it was pre-recorded, but he started doing it on the phone where he with, was. Wow. And we aired the whole thing. We didn't cut anything mm -hmm. out. Um, and you'll see me, you'll see me in there. Like, I'm just, you can tell I, I did a pretty good job of holding a straight face, but I was stunned. And, um, if you'll notice, I lift up my shirt and I put something in my shirt in there. I had this, like, um, I had this, uh, what's it called? Why am I drawing a blank? Oh, a bookmark. And it had like the, it had like a, the spiritual warfare prayer on it. And I put that bookmark under my shirt because it was just, I mean, I was just, Dude, I was uncomfortable, man. I, that's the least I could say. And so now, you know, we learn from that and um, we make sure to let them know that, you know, because we don't pray on air and stuff like that. And so we just make sure that nobody does any rituals and stuff before we um, get started. And so we we avoid that pretty well now, but we we learned the hard way on that one. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to take away from what you're saying here, but I, I hope this adds to it. But doing ministry here in Brazil, I lived in a city that was more macumbas, which is like witchcraft, I would say. It's a similar translation. Macumbeiros. There was more of those types of people in the city than there were Christians. And so we lived, we tried to live in the city for a couple of years and it was just a fight. I mean, we were we were having so many incantations called over us. And I'm not saying this to glorify the darkness or anything, but I'm just saying like spiritual warfare is absolutely real. Mm -hmm. We had animal, all of our livestock died, our plants died, every single thing in our place died. We had cows, chickens, ducks, geese, everything died. Our dog died, every single thing. And so spiritual warfare is real. We were trying to evangelize these people. We were trying to reach them on the streets, do all of these types of things. And it is a real, it's a fight. It's not just something you can go and play with. It's, it's, it's a real thing. And so you're, you're exactly right. We need to be wow, protected man. by the, by the, I mean, putting on our belt of truth, our helmet of salvation. I mean, our sword of the spear, all of these things yeah. we need to be equipped all the time. Yeah every day man and especially for people like me and you i mean like you're you're going you're going right in um in the middle of it with intention too it sounds like and um there's no way you're going to get out of it without some spiritual mm -hmm. warfare my wife was pregnant I, at the time i was like i'm i yeah. was terrified man i was terrified you're listening to the faith and family fellowship podcast we'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors America has been blessed above the nations of the world and has been a towering figure, the land of opportunity that has attracted and inspired people from around the world to come to its shores, to seek out a better way of life. Yet with all of that blessing that is given to this country, our people have not really understood that it all came from the hand of our great God. America, especially this present generation, does not seem willing to pause and seriously ponder just what it is that this country came to be such a blessing and why it has been given so much. Find your copy of American in Prophecy by Garfield Gregor. What should have been one of the happiest times in Marcus's life quickly turned into one of the most difficult and trying times. Moving into a new house and having a new baby should have been one of the moments of celebration, but Marcus quickly learned what should have been his promised land was the beginning of his wilderness journey. Life lessons from No Race Drive will inspire, motivate, and draw you closer to God and strengthen your faith. Marcus takes his experiences and breaks them down into 10 life lessons that will help shape your life. Find your copy on Amazon today. I'll share, I'll share something with you that God told me, and it was very loud one day. Um, I hope I don't get emotional right here, but I, I remember the way I felt that day. Um, 
I've been through a lot um, when, since I've started this. The, the, the war is heavy, but I remember I was in my kitchen and um, we had just got um, attacked by a, um, a Christian, a guy that was posing as a Christian. But um, in reality, he was a um, he was a voodoo. Uh, he was a voodoo um, bishop and he posed as a Christian to get us close. And he got us to pray, um, pray a prayer. And we stopped right after the middle of I kind of um, discerned what was going on. But he this guy like literally um, told us stuff about our personal life that we we had no we didn't tell anybody about. And this this guy was definitely not of God. He would always call God Papa, which is I, I did some research afterwards and God showed me um, some discernment that this guy was literally talking about Papa Legba, which is a voodoo God. And this guy um, cast some spells on us and it caused us some issues. And my daughter got sick um, shortly after all this was going on. And we ended up casting this thing out and figured out how to discern this thing sooner but I remember um, thinking about quitting. I almost quit and I was bawling my eyes out in the kitchen. And I said, I said, what have I done? I was like, I've, I've, I've literally um, um, put my family in at danger. Like I'm putting my family at risk and I'm bawling my eyes out. And I remember, I remember I just stopped. I stopped crying right then. And I looked straight at my wife and I, and I just quit. And I was like, God just told me something. She goes, what? I mean, I was just went from bawling to just cleared up. And she said, what do you tell you? And I said, God told me that if it was me keeping my daughters alive, they'd already be dead. Wow. And if it was me keeping my wife alive and my family alive, they'd already be dead. It was never me. Hmm. It's always been God. It's always been God. Do you think God would send even you, this is for you too. Do you think God would send you into something and not protect you? You know what I mean? Like, and so ever since then, I, it's not to say that I haven't been afraid. Um, I, I think we need to be careful in what we do, but I also think um, we need to understand who's protecting us mm -hmm. and there's nothing that can touch us. Yeah. And there's no power greater than the Lord. So, I mean, yeah. Who can be will, against you know? us? If he is for mm -hmm. us, who can be against us, you know? And, um, I've taken that into heart and that way I can march um, boldly into the um, enemy's camp. Um, I want him to know exactly who I am and I want him to know exactly who um, I've devoted my life and I've gave my life to that way. He understands that. Um, I mean, I remember um, seeing some dark entities behind me when I would run and stuff and I would just yell at him. I'd say I'm coming and I'm taking people with me, you know, mm -hmm. um, and then I, I try to not talk like that too much anymore because um, I try not to be like arrogant because I'm, I'm just afraid that, uh, you know, it'll give him like a stronghold because arrogance and pride uh, is a big stronghold for the enemy as well. But yeah, man, this has been, this has been a crazy road um, for me for sure. But um, God's made it a lot easier for sure. And we were saying you guys had, you have 38 episodes recorded now right mm -hmm. and continuing to release one episode per week with various types of guests is that right yeah um honestly like i don't um i don't i don't like dictate who comes on the show it's kind of organic and natural i really i i'm i'm being serious when i tell you that god runs this whole show he orchestrates this entire thing to the point like i mean there's been a couple times too where I even during the episode, I was saying, I don't like the way that this is going. I don't like the way that this is feeling. 
I hate this. Like we, we were debating, we got into this way. That's just not the help my unbelief podcast. And we, we would, we lost the audio. We had to come back and shoot it in 38 episodes. We've had to do that twice. One time, a girl, um, one time a girl, um, was scared to tell us that, um, a, um, a witch coven, um, killed her daughter. Um, literally left that out the first time, but the audio cut and we had to tell her that, Hey, can we interview you again? And, um, she said, yeah. And then she got the guts up. She knew that, um, she knew that she had to say it the second time. And then the next time we were debating with this kid, um, he was 19 year old atheist and we were debating with him and I was getting haughty and, and just, I was cold towards the kid and I had never been that way. And I just thought there was energy, some sort of nasty energy in the room, but it was me, man. Like I was the one being um, kind of cold towards this kid. And he was even saying like, he hopes there is a God and stuff. Like, I just feel like I didn't handle it um, properly and boom, cut the audio. We had to do it again. And so there's been many instances um, just to answer your question that yeah. it's, it is God's, God's show. In control. <laughs> yeah. It's God's show. It's not mine. I want to go up a little bit more vulnerable, if we can, about your preparation for this. Because as you said, and as we mentioned, that this is not a joke. This is not a game. I mean, there is darkness out there, but there is also light. And so you're going into the enemy's camp. What is your preparation like in your personal life? Because we all know temptations come, the enemy comes and tries to take us out, these types of things. So what is your preparation like, you and Larry both, to be firm, to be established in your faith, to to not be wavering you know, from these different things that, that come against you? Uh, this is where I wish Larry was. I wish Larry was here. Larry will tell you that um, I probably tend to learn the hard way through some of this stuff. And Larry, um, Larry does like Larry's 63, 63, 62, something like that years old. And um, he he is just Larry is just never stops being on fire for God. He's been such an inspiration for me to learn. Um, he's been through the um, darkness. He's been through it all. And that guy just doesn't really allow a whole lot of chinks in his armor. Or if he does, he catches it really quick. And me, I'm still kind of young. And to be honest, like I'm, a, I'm kind of a new practicing Christian. Like I have no idea why God would have picked me for this. Like I have no clue, man. Like I am very, I'm the most unqualified person you can meet. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. Like I just, I go in and I'm just honest. That's all I can be is I can be myself and I can be real and that's all I can be, but I'm not, I'm not knowledgeable. I'm not, not going to be able to tell you a bunch. Oh, well, I'll be able to tell you quite a bit about verses when God brings them to me, but I'm not like, I'm not intelligent. I'm not any of those things that you normally see in these online pastors and stuff. Um, but I learned the hard way, man. There's been some times I've let, um, I have let my guard down while I'm doing this show and the enemy will, it, he has got me, man. Um, luckily God has not let me go through this whole thing. And he has shown me lessons. I almost feel like God has allowed some of this stuff that happened to me, um, to show me how dangerous it is to be dabbling with anything. Um, and I really do have to be vigilant during this thing. Because I could be, I, I do believe that these people, these people that we interview, um, because I've always heard um, people say, well, you never were a Christian. If, if you're deconstructed from Christianity, you never were a Christian. And I've interviewed so many people now to where they're like, man, I was on my knees praying and stuff like that. And, um, and I did all this stuff just like you, but now I just don't believe anymore. 
And I'm like, man, I think I believe them because um, God has taken me to the edge of that brink. And faith comes from hearing. Faith comes from hearing. And if you're putting your time in the world, the world is going to swallow it. you up, man. And if you, but if you're putting your time in the word of God, then that's where your faith is going to lie. Like faith comes from hearing such a simple Bible verse, but where you're putting your time at is where, where, where it's going to lie. We have an enemy, man, that, that wants to lie and deceive us. And he's got a foothold, especially here in America now uh, with this deconstruction movement. And he's convincing people with solid arguments that God isn't real, but the, this pursuit of knowledge and intellect is um, it's, it's not doing us any good. It's yeah. not doing us any good. Um, that's why God told me recently, I'll, I'll, this is the first I'm saying this publicly, but really God's only told me a couple directives about this show. He directs everything else. I'm just some dummy that pushes buttons. Um, God's told me two things. He's the first thing he told me was, I want you to make a Christian podcast designed designed for the unbeliever. The Christian podcast designed the only Christian podcast designed for the unbeliever. Okay. And then recently, a couple of weeks ago, he told me, he, I want you to make your show more spiritual. And I'm like, okay. And this last episode I did, not this one that's coming out tomorrow, but the one before that, I realized why um, he told me that. And the reason why he told me that was because you can't lie to the spirit. Everyone, everyone has an element of spirit. Have you ever lied to a kid before? Yeah. They know. Mm -hmm. they know when you're lying to them. We all know, we all have this level of discernment. That's when something's not true, even though mm -hmm. subconsciously we push it down or whatever, but you can't lie. You, you can't, you can't, what is it called? Submerse truth. Suppress, you, suppress. You can't suppress truth. Mm -hmm. And if you, you can't lie to the spirit. So mm -hmm. we need to show these people the spirit of God that's living inside of us, then they can't lie to it. We don't have to debate. We don't have to lie. We don't have to come up with cunning arguments. Just mm -hmm. show them your spirit, become more spiritual. And we did that in our last show. And I remember, I remember the guy had to tell me like three or four times, he's like, I don't believe in that stuff anymore. It's like, well, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like he was having to remind himself. And, um, so yeah, I, and I don't fully, I, I want to be clear. I don't fully know what God means by that it's just we're in the first few weeks of that and i told my team about it and i'm sure dude mark and larry are so smart i'm sure they'll be um god told me this you know and so i'm just a i just i'm a mouthpiece to what um to what god tells me and then my team will always come the up biggest thing is that you're obedient i mean i've heard yeah. so many stories of you saying today god said and i did god said and i did god said and i did and yeah. that's what we need just simple obedience you know, and you're going to, you're going to be led by the spirit at the end yeah. of the day, at the end of the day, I want to go it's back some, to something else. You said ahead. you were talking about what you, if you are watching the world, if you're consuming the world, right, you're going to look like the world. And I think looking at, at the statistics, how many hours we spend consuming each every day. Oh my goodness. It's so much. We consume so much. And so I just want to test our audience today. What are you consuming? What type of content are you consuming? Because if it's not godly content, you're not going to act in a godly way. I mean, that's just the bottom line. If you're consuming no. godly content, you're going to have a more, you're going to more likely walk in the spirit. And so I just want to test us today. What are we consuming? And if it's not something that's glorifying the Lord, it's not going to build you up. How can you listen to a secular song and want to feel better? But we, we expect to, but we won't. 
It just won't happen yeah. like that. It doesn't exist. And so yep. I just want to invite our audience, consume godly content. Don't just be fed in the church on Sunday, 45 minutes of a message. Be consuming Christian content throughout your week. Read the yeah. Bible daily. Spend time in prayer on your knees, just as Zach was saying today. Spend time with the Lord. It's the relationship that we need with the Lord that matters. Keep yeah. going, Zach. Thanks. Really, really, all I know is personal experience with this. I talked about this in like episode um I don't know, like nine, 10, 11, I, I don't even remember. It's a long time ago. I talked about this and I put a clip about this on social media because really all I know is my personal experience. And I remember my relationship with God would always go like this. And I hated it. I would hate it because I felt like it was God letting me go. And I would always like, I would always get frustrated with God and be like, why are you letting me go? Why are you letting me stray? Like, why are you letting me do this? Like, I don't want to do this stuff. I want to serve you. I want to serve you. And then I started to think about what, when, and why I would do this instead of this. Well, I want everybody that's listening to this to challenge themselves to look at when and why you start doing that. Here's when I was doing it. I would be on fire for God, right? Be on fire for God. And I'd be listening to all Christian pastors. I would be reading my Bible. I would be listening to Christian music. I'd be devoting 99.99% of my time to God, right? But then a Joe Rogan experience would come out and be like, oh, man, I really like this guy. I'm going to listen to it, you know, and you may be able to stand firm in your faith with listening to one episode every now and then. But next thing you know, you're listening to two or three a week. And then there's Joe talking about and then the YouTube suggestions come up of another episode yep. from other guy that was hosted on the show, you know, like exactly. that's exactly. And well, well, um, and then Joe talks about, um, well, I'm just not sure if God if there really is a God, because Joe, honestly, um, Joe, for the most part, is a pretty honest guy and he's honest and he's I mean, he has led many people to believe a certain way about diet and everything else. You don't think he's influencing the way people believe he's influenced me, too. And then you start thinking, well, maybe Joe's right. Maybe maybe there isn't a God. And then if you're entertaining a sin at the time that you're thinking that bye, good luck. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Now the devil's got you right back down. And so. I think we need to start taking accountability of what we're doing, not what God's doing. God's not letting you letting you go. What are you doing to stray away from the Lord at that time? So if you want to stay on fire for God, then I would recommend, I mean, maybe some people, dude, Larry, Larry has sold his, Larry loved motorcycles. And some people don't understand that, but Larry sold all of his motorcycles. Larry doesn't watch sports anymore. Larry doesn't listen to secular music. Larry will not watch a secular television show ever. Um, Larry stays out of the world and it, and it's not because he thinks that you should, it's because he knows that he can't without going back to his old ways. Yeah. And I think that's, and that's so rich to do that in, and I've had this experience as well, where I, I want, I tried to preach this to people and they, I tried to preach that from a pulpit, you know, what are you consuming this type of thing? And, and it was yeah. a youth service actually. And it was so tough. They did not want to hear it. They did not want to stop watching the videos that they're watching on TikTok. They did not want to change. No. And it was, I walked away from that. Like, man, I failed. I failed yeah. this message because they don't want to listen. They were not happy. They were not pleased with this. And then I, I had to spend some time with the Lord and I realized, no, you said exactly what I wanted you to say. It's still true. But if they don't want to hear it, so, so yeah. I, I definitely, I, th I think that's so awesome what Larry does. And it's yeah. just because he wants to see the face of God more than he wants that small pleasure of a comedy yeah. show or so whatever it is, you know, it's so yeah. much more value to spend time with the Lord for it's sure. It's taken him so long to get there too. Like he's not, he's not given, he's not given a God, God away for nobody. And mm. that's why I say like, 
I may be the leader of this whole thing that we're doing right now, but I look up to him and Mark in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. And just like this last show, we were interviewing a girl that claims to um, claims to visit heaven, the one that drops tomorrow. And I, I did not like it the whole time. I was looking at Mark, Larry, and then the spiritual war that were in there the whole time. And if they would have gave me a bad look, I would have pulled the plug. And then luckily for them, like that Mark and Larry, because I, I just said it. I just came out with it. And I was like, I don't feel comfortable. I don't like this. I said it in front of our guest and everything. And then Mark and Larry challenged me to think another way because this is our first guest that's claiming to have spiritual experiences with angels, Jesus, Evan, stuff like that. And then I think it was Mark or Larry. I can't remember which one, but they said, Zach, I want to ask you a question. I said, okay. They said, we've had 38 episodes and 37 of them or so have talked to us about demonic experiences, um, demons, Satan, all this other stuff. And you've never batted an eye. Why now when one person comes on here and talks, um, says she spoke, she's met Jesus, that why are you doubting it? Wow. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. This girl said nothing unbiblical. Um, she said she, she even, you know, how you're supposed to test the spirits. And if the spirits doesn't confess that Jesus is Lord, then they're not of, they're not of God. She she, I mean, she says that we didn't even have to ask her that. Um, and it's just, um, and then I, everybody was crying at the end of it. Like even the, those people. So um, I'm so, I'm like I said, I may be leading this whole thing, but th those guys, Wow. Those guys are crucial to this, man. Those guys help me help me through this um, so much, man. I'm Sounds just like you have a good group of guys with you. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what to do without them, honestly. And I re I realized that even more this last episode. So that's if I'm going to be a little vulnerable for our audience as well. This has been the biggest thing I've missed since doing ministry because I've been in Brazil for four years. Before I was in Brazil, I lived in Thailand and Cambodia for some time too. So it's been about five years since I've been in the States with my family, with a community. And I miss community so much. I miss having those band of brothers, you know, in the faith yeah. to like, there's people around me, of course, but they speak Portuguese and Portuguese is not my first language. And so there's that, that language oh, yeah. barrier. I just can't be my vulnerable self like I could in the States. But with that being said, we just celebrated on Sunday, Father's Day in Brazil. And in the church, they asked, it's, it's not the same day. It's crazy. They they invited all the men in the church, all the fathers to get up on stage and they were going to present something to the fathers. And so I went up there with all probably 60, 70 men and I felt like an imposter. I've been a dad for a year and a half, year and a half. And I felt yeah. like I did not belong. And I, I'm like, I had to spend some time with the Lord on that because I'm like, God, I'm a father. Why don't I feel like I belong here? Why do I feel like such an imposter? And it's this lack of community that I don't have the band of brothers to walk with right now. I'm, I feel like I'm, Oh man, I, I have my wife, you know, and, and we're, we're doing it, but just, I know yeah. I miss this community so much of the band of brothers that you have. That would be hard, man. So you don't have a team of anybody up there with you. It's just you. I do, but just that. Okay. Let me give you more perspective of what happened. So I was, when I was a teenager, I was a drug addict. And then I went to a, a program called adult and teen challenge of David Wilkerson. Have you heard of, heard of this before? Adult no. and Teen Challenge. No, and I haven't. So it's, it's a year long program where you're literally in community of men with a Bible, without TV, without a phone for one year. And you basically overcome your addiction through Christ. And so I did this and I lived in this community from 18, 19, 20, 21. And then I went on to do ministry from that, you know, so I lived in, like my core years of faith have been in community 
every single day having church. Like I lived with this. I was built up in my faith with community and then going to be a missionary. And I have the team, I have people around, but it's just, I miss that intimate part of it, if that makes yeah. sense. And so I yeah. don't have that, but I'm, I'm moving back to the States eventually. I'm excited to move back and be in that same type of community. I'll be working in the same facility, actually in a different state, but I, I miss that part, you know, that community. Yeah intimacy part yeah. you know it's tough it's tough man because like i'm i'm actually the exact opposite of you i went into like a decade of isolation where um i felt like i would i just had a hard time getting along with people um i just i that's why i'm confused of why like i like why god has put me in so many leadership positions because mm -hmm. i just didn't think i'd be a good leader and i i haven't always been but um i god definitely teaches me proper leadership and stuff um but now he's injecting me in community big time and I'm having to deal with it because you got to understand like in that room every week, there's three different generations of people when we're doing these interviews. And um, Larry comes from a Pentecostal upbringing where him, he would rather just he, how he used to be when we first started. He'd rather just not even talk to unbelievers. He didn't even he didn't even know how or anything else like he wants to witness to people but he wants to witness them give them his card tell them jesus loves you and then moves on mm -hmm. but having to sit there and listen to people he had a really hard time he's a pro now but um he had a hard time with that at the beginning and then you have mark who's one generation under him and then you have the other larry my spiritual warrior that's even older than larry but um these guys are having trouble with it and then i'm from the younger generation and to expect us to all get along all the time and have the same views it's almost impossible but we do for the most part that's what's weird we do we do get along and if you do see us disagree with something it's right there on on air like we we've done it right on the show i mean when we disagree about something or if we're struggling with something and i think that's why people connect well with our shows and why we're um why we're so able to get people to come on is because mm -hmm. if we don't if we're feeling uncomfortable if we don't like something we all just say it right then we just clear the air out right there and then and so it helps it helps the guests feel more comfortable because you can't lie to them either they mm -hmm. know when something's off yeah you know so and so through all of this the help my unbelief podcast what has been your favorite episode and i want to talk a little bit about directing that question toward the freedom have you seen freedom happen through the podcast where someone who just like it just it just made sense to them at the end do you have any situation like that a guest are you talking specifically a guest yeah no no not yet no and that's what's been so hard about it even mark at one point was like what are we doing this isn't this isn't working you know what i mean and i was like yeah like what are we doing if anything like we were afraid we were like misleading people we were um exposing people to witchcraft exposing people to um satan and stuff like that and then really at the end of the day i would just say do you believe me that God told me to start this show and what he's told me so far? And if the answer is yes, then we have to trust God that um, he is working through this. Um, if the answer is no, then I fully expect you to walk away from this right now. I would, I would not expect anybody that doesn't trust me that um, God is orchestrating this thing. Because if God isn't orchestrating this thing, we should all be, we should all get out of this. Um, but if he is, I'm asking you to trust. And if God tells you to do something with the show, please let me know. But really that's been the only two things is 
start a Christian podcast and make it to where it's a safe space for unbelievers. Essentially it's for the unbelievers, not for the Christians, for the unbeliever. Now we can't, do we think Christians have a lot to learn in this show? Yes. I think Christians can learn a lot from this show. It's very uncomfortable for Christians to listen to, but I think they can learn a lot from it. And, and even from the beginning, go, go ahead. And then I'll, I'll say, and then make the show more spiritual. That's all we've gotten from God about it so far. So to really, to really understand what the goal is, I think it's yet to be revealed. Now we have seen other people, we get DMS and stuff all the time of people like, Hey, threw away my tarot cards. Um, I threw away all this stuff from listening to your show. Um, I love it. Um, I've I'm, we had a guy from Santa Muerte that now he's posting lives and stuff about Jesus. Um, so there are people that's walking out of witchcraft, but specifically to answer your question, a guest. No, no, not one yet. I want to talk about that uncomfortable that we have. You were saying like, even when you said earlier, you're one of your first guests, I think on episode eight, you, you were talking about this guy, the something of Lucifer. What was his name again? His, um, his name? apostle of Lucifer. Apostle of Lucifer. I mean that when you hear when a believer hears that, I mean, we start itching, you know, like, oh no, that's, that's uncomfortable. I don't want to even talk about it, you know? Yeah. But the reality is, does the Lord love that man? Yeah. Does the Lord want him to turn away and repent of his sins and stop doing the things that he's doing? Yeah. He does. He does. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I hope everybody has that perspective. I hope everybody understands that it doesn't matter what you have done. The Lord loves you. The Lord wants you and he's calling you back home to his kingdom not exactly. the other one, right? Every single person has hope. If you have breath, you have hope. And so I hope that's what people are getting from your show. Even the guests that they can walk away. You don't know what kind of questions are going on in their mind after the show ends and they go home, you know, when they do their normal life, you know, you don't know what type of stuff is happening. So I think it's amazing yeah. what you guys are doing. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I was actually nervous to come on here because you never know. Mm -hmm. um, you never know what Christians are going to think about what we're doing. It's mm -hmm. either... There is no middle ground to be like, oh, that's okay. We have a very controversial show. E Christians either love it or they hate it. Like either, either they say, I love what you're doing or you should not be doing this. You should not suffer a witch to live. You know, that Bible verse in there and mm -hmm. um, do not, what, what's that other Bible verse that talks about um, do not entertain um, your time with unbelievers and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um but I want to tell you a story about that guy, too, again, that I wanted to tell you that shows that there is a spiritual war going on. After we interviewed um, Dan, which is the Apostle Lucifer, on episode eight, during the show, I thought about this when you were talking about him again, but during the show, he was telling us um, the five tenets of Satanism. I don't remember what all five of them were, but I remember one of them was resilience, right? That you have to, that if somebody comes and tries to take you away from Lord Satan, then um, you've got to show resilience and to not going um, through their side. Well, after we had interviewed him, um, it had been, a, it was only a couple days after we interviewed him. I was scrolling through TikTok and I saw one of his videos pop up and one of his videos popped up. And he said that he said that something had happened that reminded him of his old life. And he started to have doubts about where he was at currently in his life. He said, but Lord Satan sent him a sign to show him that he was with him. And a guy walked by him with a resilient shirt on with a shirt that said resilience on it. And so, um, and so it reminded him that Lord Satan was with him and, um, and that he was protecting him. And I was like, whoa, man, like, um, we, so that told me that we planted a seed, um, in him, but Satan was still fighting 
for him. Um, and he won't stop. No, you know, and he, he won't, won't stop. Uh, he fights me too, and and I straight up tell him to his face that I will I will die before I um, denounce God, mm-hmm. and well, he doesn't stop with me either. So to think that he's going to stop with that guy, um, it's it's crazy to think that. So he did that, and I remember watching that video and go, whoa. And that's when I realized that like maybe we are making an impact here. We just don't see exactly. We just don't see what it is yet. We don't know what God's purpose is for this thing. We don't know how it's going to unfold. We don't know what the ending's going to look like. Um, I'll tell you one thing that God um, showed me. Um, I was sitting there. I was worshiping God one day in church. And um, I had like a half row. I went from like a couple years ago to where we we were sitting there um, probably recovering from a hangover or something on Sunday mornings to um, half of a row. Uh, half of a church pew of my family sitting there. And um, I felt like God, God doesn't give me pats on the back very often because, um, because I can, I can get pretty prideful when he does. I can start thinking that I'm, I'm the man and stuff like that. And, but he patted me on the back. He's um, he says, because of your obedience that this church, this church pew is full right now, or this half church pew is full. And I just started crying. I was like, Wow. And then he said, if you continue to obey me, you will fill many more church pews with many more people. And so it's one thing to obey, but it's in to continue to obey. And ever since he's told me that, the obedience levels just keep getting higher and higher and higher and higher and higher, you know. But I want, um, I want to see that. I want to see that promise come through. And God has to honor his promise um, but there's a caveat in this one. I have to do something. I have to continue to obey, right? There was a, there was an instruction that goes along with that promise, but I intend to, um, see what he meant by that promise. So, yeah. Amazing. I want to end our time together, Zach, with one last question here. It's a two-part question, but I think, I, I hope that my question here will encourage our listeners today and the ones who are doubting what you're doing, which I hope that there's not. But the ones who are doubting what you guys are doing, that they you shouldn't be doing it anymore, I want to give this question to you to change their perspective if I can. And so I want to ask you, Zach, are you following Jesus? Yes. Yes? Another question. Where is Jesus going? Because if you're following him, you're going where he's going. Where is Jesus going? It's not a riddle. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. Um I, I mean, I have a very honest and yes. honest answer for you. The, the answer is I, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know where it's going and I don't want to know. All I know is I want to go there with it. Let me tell you, I had the same answer as you, Zach. Luke chapter 15, my favorite verses to preach. We have a, three parables. And if you guys remember how Jesus preaches, he used parables, stories that people could understand. And in this Luke chapter 15, Jesus uses three parables to speak one truth, which is very, very rare. I think, in fact, it's the only time when Jesus did this. We have the product, we have first one, the 99 sheep and the one that's missing, right? The lost sheep. And then uh-huh. we have the the lost coin. The woman has 10 coins and one is missing, right? And then we have yep. the prodigal son story. In every single story, something is in the right place and something is in the wrong place. God is represented in every single story, the shepherd, the woman, and the father in the story of the prodigal son. Through these three parables, look at the first one, 99 sheep. Jesus has 99 sheep, the way that he's explaining it. The shepherd has 99 sheep, but one goes astray in the love of God, leaves the 99, 
to get the one. Leaves 99. Well, what kind of good father leaves 99? He's neglecting 99, right? That's a weird no. way to interpret that. That's not who God is. That's not what he's doing. He's going to the one and he turns around to the 99 and says, come with me. I'm going to get the one. Come with me to get the one. I believe this is how it goes. Jesus is going to the one and he's bringing us with him. If you're yeah. following Jesus, he's going to the lost people. Yep. And so exactly. if you are following Jesus, you are also going to the lost people. And if yeah. you're not, are you following Jesus? Because that's what he's doing. His, his ministry, his time on earth, what was he doing? Right. He and was reaching the lost thing. people. Yeah, that's my whole thing with this is like, um, this isn't fun for me. This isn't like exciting. I don't get excited by this. Um, this is hard. I get beat up by like, why would you think if this wasn't directed by God and if I wasn't doing God's will, do you think I'd really subject myself online to abuse from, I don't have a side, man. Mm -hmm. Nobody, nobody has my side. I get beat up from Christians and unbelievers alike. Mm -hmm. I don't have a team. Like, I mean, I have my team in house, right. And I I'm grateful for them. Don't get me wrong. But like, I don't have a side where they're like, Hey, we've got your back. Like I'm getting beat up by both, man. Mm -hmm. Nobody agrees with what I'm doing at the end of but the day. You're following Jesus. Yeah. That's what and I'm you're saying. You're going where he's going and, and he is reaching the lost people. And yeah. I know you want to be a part of it. I do. That's yeah. why you're doing it. And you're yeah. reaching the lost people. I mean, that's all that matters. Jesus loves the lost. You can see yeah. in, the, in the parables there in each story, yeah. he's looking exactly. diligently for the lost coin. You know, the son comes home and he hugs the, the son that's been gone. You know, he doesn't persecute him. Hey, man, you were gone for so long. What are you doing in the world? Come home. I love you. Doesn't even mention it. Yeah. That's the love of the father. He wants yeah. the lost to come home and he's using your podcast to do it. Jesus wouldn't leave the 99 if they weren't okay while he was going to go get the one. That's too. It. Like every, That's it. Um, you know, like when we're growing up and I have a 13 year old daughter now, I have a 13 year old daughter. I have a 11 year old daughter and I have a six year old son, right? I am fully okay with leaving my 13 year old daughter mm -hmm. home alone, but I'm not okay with leaving my six year old son home alone. Mainly because that son of a gun would light something on fire. For sure, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but we need to also understand that God is not an earthly father. Right. Even if right. he says he leaves the 99. Yeah. He never left us. He's never, ever in our life has he left no. us alone ever. He knows. He knows when he can't. He, he knows. He knows when he can. You know, he knows what he needs to do. He knows. Just like he says, he. um he feeds the sparrows and how much more will he take care of you? He knows exactly what you need to do. Nobody knows the amount of hair on your head except for him. Nobody. There's no one. So yeah. like he knows exactly what you need all the time. And that's why, you know, I hear some of these atheists talking. They say, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about this? And they need all these answers, you know, but there's just a lack of trust in that. And that's why that's why I don't I, I don't have the answers to your questions. I don't have the answers to atheists and agnostics questions. I don't, and I probably never will, but what I want to do is I want to help facilitate a relationship with Jesus. That way you can come to trust him and understand that with him, you don't need all the answers that he has all them. He has the keys to life and death and just let him deal with that. And then you just follow and trust that whatever he has you do, there's a purpose and plan for it. Mm -hmm. And you're planting seeds, you know, yep. you're planting seeds.
And so I pray that you and your team will continue to plant seeds and will continue to reach people and keep doing the podcast, keep doing the podcast, keep doing the podcast, you know, live for an audience of one. We don't, you know, it's nice to have everybody cheering you on, but the Lord yeah. is. And me so, and Larry, before we ever dropped a single episode, me and Larry said that, um, that we were going to do this every week and we were never, we were never going to quit unless God told us that was our promise to each other. And that we said that we would, we don't know how many people this is going to reach. We don't, we don't, and we don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, if we, if one person came back to the Lord for it, me and him would be okay. And that's already happened. We've had several come back to the Lord already. So as far as we're concerned, we're good. If we don't, if the podcast tanks or whatever, as long as God kept, tells us to keep doing it, um, we're, we're going to. So, yeah. and whether it gets big or small, I don't know. Um, and I think I've got a lot to learn before God puts me into the next level and stuff like that. Cause I know God's not going to let me go anywhere that I'm not ready for. Right. It's part of that being trusting him. Does that make sense? And so, um, yeah. I, I know that it's, this is all in God's timing and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just doing what I'm told, man. You know? Well, thank you for your obedience and your continued obedience. Stay strong. Zach, if I can have you tell us a little bit about where we can find your show, a little bit about when you release, how often you said once a week, what time can we catch the podcast and social media platforms and whatnot? Okay, Dallas, just for you, I'm going to give you a secret to my show, okay? I advertise the show comes out every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Central, but technically it comes out at 8 a.m. Central every Tuesday. I say 9 o'clock because I have it preset to upload it at um, eight, mm-hmm. uh, just in case something goes wrong with the platforms and stuff, that'll give me that extra hour for people to find it. I want to make sure it's there. So if you're really eager to listen to it, Pretty you can smart. find it at eight o'clock on um, Tuesday mornings. Um, you can find it literally anywhere, um, any any audio only platform. And we also have a video version. It's called the Help My Unbelief Podcast, um, and you'll see the logo. It's um, black with a uh, blue like cross HMU, and then you'll see Help My Unbelief. Um, and then, yeah, you can find it literally anywhere. If it's not where you listen to podcasts, email me at info at helpmyunbelief.org and I will get it, um, on wherever you listen to podcasts. So awesome. Zach, thank you so much for your time. This has been an awesome podcast today, a great episode. And I want to encourage our audience to check out your show, your website, and go back and listen to episode eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, all the way up to 38. That's going to be releasing very soon, as well as subscribe, listen to the future podcasts that are coming out as well. So Zach, thank you so much. Tell Larry my my pleasure to have you on the show and represent the podcast and Larry and Larry and Mark as well. Yes, sir. I will. Thank you. If I can have you end our time together with a prayer for our audience, that would be awesome. Dear Heavenly Father, I just um, thank you for allowing me to come on this today and be a representative of you. I ask that anything that I or Dallas do in the future be completely directed by you and you make your voice loud and clear in what you want from us, God, because I know that we're both going to obey you, God. I also ask that um, any ill will towards anybody listening to this be gone in the name of Jesus. And I also ask, I also ask that you direct their path. If there's anybody that's doubting, um, doubting what they're doing or doubting you right now, I ask you to fill them with your Holy Spirit and comfort them and allow them to know that you are there with them and that you are real and that you want nothing but a relationship with them. You want them to finish the race, God. You want to finish, you want them to finish the race. Lord, I just ask that you um, 
guide everyone in this into the future and um, strengthen us with your presence, Lord. We love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.